welcome to a mini-sode of Story Garden Pod. I'm your host, Megan Lang, and this week we have a mini-sode, and it's just me telling you a story, because tonight, if you are listening on release day, we will actually be recording a live episode at Historic Rosemont right here in Gallatin. We'll be welcoming several community members to share stories with us and kind of just talking about the importance of community. And I am like super pumped about that. So today's episode is, as I mentioned, a mini-sode because I'm gonna go ahead and edit together the live episode to release it next Friday. With that being said, I invite you to pour a slightly smaller drink than normal Pull up a chair and join us in the story garden. Okay, so today I am going to tell a story kind of about me, kind of about a college professor, and kind of about my dog, Fish. I know that Fish is often a part of the podcast. He makes a lot of like woo woo noises. And I like to think that he's one, almost like a comfort blanket for the guests that come on. He just is a big old goofy boy, aren't you buddy? He's sitting right next to me. Fish also edits with me every time. I tend to procrastinate my editing and have to stay up late the night before. And Fish will not go upstairs with Nick to go to bed and will instead sit right next to me on the couch until I'm done. Um, The latest it's taken me has been like 4.30 a.m. So (laughs) he is a very tired boy and yet he refuses to leave me alone downstairs to edit. One of the things that I get asked a lot is why is your dog named Fish? And to be clear, this is F-I-S-H, not like Fish the Band. This is the kind that swims. When I was in college, I was a technical communications major, and I had one professor that I took multiple classes with. His name was Dr. Russell Hurst, and he was just a super tall English professor that always wore like a newsboy cap, and he was honestly one of the best people that I'd ever met. Like, I don't think I would have survived college without Dr. Hurst. So Dr. Hurst was also my advisor, and he was always just incredibly kind and understanding about stuff that went on in my life. I want to say it was my senior year. I was taking a class from him, and I overslept my alarm on the day of our exam. I woke up. I lived eh, five to seven minutes from campus. So I skedaddled on out of the apartment, jumped in the car, drove, got there within like 15 minutes, which is a total miracle when you know about uh, UT parking, and was running down the hall of HSS trying to get to class. And as I am running, I see him step out of the room close the door and start walking towards me and I was like I am so sorry I am late like panting and you know this that and the other and he says I didn't print enough of these exams 
everyone in there has one, but I don't have an extra for you. Um, come on, follow me to my office and I will, I'll print off an exam for you. And we ride up the elevator and go to his office. And as we're making our way to his office, he asks how I am. And I will tell you that at that time, I was not doing well. I was clinically depressed, but was not diagnosed. I was not taking care of my diabetes. I was in a toxic situationship with a guy. And it was just really a it was a bad time in my life and so I kind of just was like oh everything's wrong blah 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 you know um as you do when you are an exhausted stressed and emotionally wrought person and I just remember him being so kind and compassionate and like it's okay you're gonna make it you know so we got to his office and he printed off the exam and he pulled out a manila envelope and put the exam in the envelope and handed it to me and he said okay I want you to take this home I want you to time yourself taking it give yourself no more than like an hour and a half or something like that so time it and then I want you to bring it back next week and I was like oh my gosh he um he knew that if I had taken the exam right then, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have gone very well. And so he trusted me to take that home. So as I was turning to leave his office, Dr. Hurst said, hey, there's a black trash bag, like a contractor's size trash bag over there in the corner of the room. Open it and take whatever is on the top. I opened this trash bag and it was full of stuffed animals. And he said, I want you to take, just take whatever's on the top. And it was this purple stuffed dog, like just a stuffed animal, purple with floppy ears and a velvet nose. And I don't know why he had them. I. I'm assuming maybe they were for times like when I was there being emotionally overwhelmed that he could just, without crossing like boundaries, he was able to give students support or something to encourage them or make them smile. And so I, I got this purple stuffed animal. Another story, and I promise this relates, as I mentioned, Dr. Hurst was this really tall guy, right? So I took a few classes with him. And the first day of class, he would come in with like one of those stuffed bass or they were like kind of almost like body pillow size, just a stuffed fish. And he would recite this poem that he wrote about fishing. I don't remember why. I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember any any of the the context of why he wrote this poem or why he read it. All I remember is he wrote this poem. He would bring in a stuffed bass and he would recite a poem about bass fishing. And it was just one of those quirky things. He was kind of a nutty professor, the best kind. So when he gave me this stuffed purple dog, <laughs> 
I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to name this stuffed animal fish after Dr. Hurst and his fish poem. So that was in, I don't even know, 2013, maybe 2014. Um, But now we fast forward to this last summer. So we were in June of 2022. And my friend Casey found my dog, Fish, um, in her cul-de-sac or in her neighborhood. She actually found two dogs. She found Fish and she found his brother, Finn, like Dolphin. And they were, I want to say Fish was 20.2 pounds and Finn was 23.2 pounds or something. They were emaciated and we thought Fish was going to die. She found him on June 11th, which was the day of the Sumner Pride picnic. And we were supposed to meet her there and she called or texted me and said, I found a dog. And then like an hour or so later, she said, there's another dog. And so when we left the picnic, we went to the store and got a few things and brought them to our house and ended up staying very late. And I cradled this dog's head in my lap for hours. And we thought he was going to die. And the next day, came back, went back to Casey's house and again, cradled his head for hours, thought he was going to die. I met her at the vet the next day and and keep in mind that these are still we have not we were not planning on getting a dog we had not that wasn't in the cards but i i kind of fell in love so we took him to the vet they said you know there's not much we can do we just have to it's kind of a wait and see situation he's just been so emaciated and um over the next few days casey kept them and then i kept them and you know, we kind of traded back and forth. We both had a few trips planned and stuff. And anyway, in the end, we decided that Casey was going to keep thin. I was, we were going to keep fish. And Nick reminded me that at one point back a few years before, I had told him the story about fish, the stuffed animal, and said that when I finally get a dog one day, like I want to name it Fish. So I tried to convince Nick that we should name Fish Artichoke uh, because that would go along with the four cats we had at the time, olive, asparagus, arugula, and honeysuckle. And I thought we could, you know, nickname him Artie. It would be adorable. But that didn't work. Nick said we had to have fish because I had said we had to have fish. And uh, now we have a almost 100-pound monster of a Labradane. And he is my best friend. He is my shadow. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if names can give dogs um, personality traits, or if Fish was just naturally the best dog in the world. But I like to think that he has the same kindness and compassion that Dr. Hurst did when he told me to take home that exam, and um, then gave me the stuffed purple dog that I named Fish. And that's how we came up with Fish the Dog. Thank you for joining me for today's first ever mini-sode of Story Garden Pod. I hope that what you have taken from this story is the importance of compassion and kindness 
and also the knowledge that dogs really are better than we deserve. I am so thankful for Dr. Hurst um, pouring kindness into my life when I was really struggling and I honestly feel the same way about my dog. Um, it's been a hard year y'all and he has been right here next to me, my little shadow, sitting next to me on the couch right now as I record this. I, You know, we don't deserve them. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave me a review on whichever podcasting platform you use. And if you'd like to support us financially, head on over to patreon.com backslash storygardenpod. Again, thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the garden. Bye.